I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, on this episode, we are talking about how a physical therapist can leverage cash-based physical therapy practice and real estate to have both time and financial freedom. By the age of 30, we're going to be speaking with Ben Boggy on the show today. He's a physical therapist and practice owner at ProKinetics Rehab. Ben, welcome on the show. Thanks, Dave. I'm happy to be here and, and uh, it's a pleasure to be, be asked on this. So I've learned a lot from this podcast too. So it's been, it's awesome to be on it. Excellent. So you're a physical therapist, practice owner. I've been seeing what you're doing online and you have a couple of different clinics. Give the audience a little bit of a background yourself, a little bit of a bio, your practice, and we'll get into how and why you guys are cash-based. Yeah. So I started cash-based physical therapy practice right out of school. I graduated in 2018 and dove kind of head first into it. And uh, we've now scaled to three different locations, completely 100% cash-based. We don't take any insurances whatsoever. And uh, we are approaching... We will be close to be hitting $2 million per year for 2023 here. Um, but we hit 1.5 last year and yeah, hoping to do 2 million this year. So that's kind of what I do on the, on the cash-based side of things. Got it. And just to catch the audience up, because I know a little bit of, of what you guys are doing, but for those that don't know, those locations are located in gyms or is it CrossFit boxes? Just, just to get a sense of like the view of like and the style of your therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, it started out as mostly CrossFitters and people doing like wanting to get back to deadlifting pain-free, squatting pain-free, stuff like that. But then as I grew and scaled, we started helping more of the general population with regards to like whoever's physically active. Like most of the people that we work with are between the ages of like 20s to early 50s, somewhere in that range. Everybody's active. They're trying to get back to like running. They're trying to get back to CrossFit. They're trying to, yeah, run a marathon, half marathon, cross country ski, hike a mountain. Oh, you name it, anything active. Got it. And at the same time, you're also working with Jordan in regards to helping practice owners kind of figure out maybe start a cash-based practice or grow a cash-based practice. And is that like that's part of your focus? You're growing a practice and then you're kind of working on this other thing, helping practice owners kind of navigate this whole almost like maybe not a new world, but it's like a definitely a growing and expanding world of getting folks to pay out of pocket for physical therapy. So you're doing a little bit of both of those things, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I started uh, partnering with Jordan. Well, he was actually, I was actually a client of his. I had a clinical marketer. We were running Facebook ads and he was helping me integrate that into my practice. And we were getting really good results. The other clients were getting good results as well, but not quite as good of results as we were at ProKinetics. And Jordan's like, what's going on that Ben's getting such high, greater results than uh, the other people? And it came down to our sales process. So he asked me to come in and start speaking to his clients about our sales process and how they can integrate it into their practice. And so I was speaking and uh, once a week for an hour on sales. And then people started really growing and scaling. And it started turning into people asking about questions about hiring, KP, tracking KPIs or key performance indicators, and really started kind of taking a turn away from sales into, into bigger uh, problems and better problems. And that's when Jordan asked me to come on as a partner and help build out a program to where we take all of our systems that's worked within ProKinetics within my practice and then provide that to our clients so they can use those same systems and 
um, pathology to scale and grow their practice as well. Got it. Awesome. So with ProKinetics, what's the, you mentioned 1.5 million in revenue shooting for 2 million this year. What's the size in terms of like team members, like full-timers or part-timers or any other like admin staff or anything like that? Yeah. So we have, uh, we have three admin staff. So there's the three locations are in San Diego, Oakland, California, and then Des Moines. So we have uh, one PT in uh, Des Moines, two PTs in San Diego, and then five full-time PTs in uh, Oakland and an administrative staff at each location. And then a remote sales that takes care of all three locations with regards to that. And then also a personal trainer in Oakland as well. Got it. Any practicing or watching or listening, they're probably going to ask themselves why three locations kind of all spread out in different locations. So a lot of practice owners will kind of be, you know, in a geographical region, they can have some synergies with like marketing dollars and, you know, some brand recognition. Why it's kind of spread out in, in three different areas. Yeah. We get uh, patients to ask that all the time and rightfully so. Uh, Cause it's like so random, like those three locations are random. I originally went out to uh, California to do traveling PT and I ended up going to Oakland. I want to go to San Diego, but it didn't work out on that first clinical or that first uh, rotation and ended up in Oakland. I was like, Oh, let's see what works and what doesn't work here in Oakland. And I just planned to be here for 13 weeks. And I was like, I oh, know I want to eventually start and grow something back in Des Moines where I grew up. And so it grew more quickly than I thought it was going to. So I ended up staying in Oakland for two, two and a half years to get it automated so I could return back home to Des Moines. Well, we got to that point about two, two and a half years in. And then I had a, one of my physical therapists that had to relocate down to San Diego because his uh, wife took a position. Her job required her to them to move down to San Diego. And he's like, Hey, I love being a part of ProKinetics and I want to stay a part of the company. I know we don't have a location down there, but would you be open to me opening one? And I was like, sure, why not? So I flew down with him and we found a spot uh, within a gym and it's been an awesome location for us. And then I returned back to Des Moines and, and opened a practice here. So that's kind of how the three locations came about. Got it. And any of those, including that last therapist that kind of went down to San Diego, any like co-ownership or do you own 100%? Yeah, I own 100% on that, on everything with the three locations. And then we do some profit sharing with the San Diego location. Got it. Cool. So really like the initial jumping off point we were talking about today, leveraging cash-based practice and real estate to have both time and financial freedom. So let's get into that. I'll kick it over to you. I'm curious about the real estate because I wasn't sure from our previous conversations if you had owned any of these gyms or you're talking about real estate outside of the physical therapy practices. So let me just kick it over to you. Let's hear more about it. Yeah. So we, uh, we rent from the locations that we practice out of right now. So we don't own the buildings. Um, the real estate is is on the personal side of things. So I'm uh, into multifamily. So there's a 16 unit apartment complex and then Airbnb cabin as well. And then a couple of real estate syndications that I partnered with to get those deals done as well. So it's uh, real estate outside of the business. Got it. And so what is it with how you've grown and scaled your practice that allows you to have time and financial freedom? It sounds like you're able to operate, manage these remotely. You're back in Des Moines, right? And so you have these yep. other two that like you're not physically near. Tell us more like how you are able to manage that. Obviously you have a lot of trust and communication with your staff, but if there's practice owners that are watching or listening, like how can they be a little bit more of an absentee owner maybe, or they want to take some, you know, stress or some tasks off their plate and do less and, and maybe see their family more or, you know, work on their health and wellness more and, and do less of like, patient care or less in the office? 
To start off, I don't think a lot of practice owners realize just how close they actually are to being able to do that. I had to do it kind of out of necessity. I had to make that jump when I was ready or not because I needed, I wanted to go back to Iowa and be closer to friends and family, even if that meant like the business actually flopped. But so I made the move and, and everything held together. And a lot of it came down to the systems that we have in place and then the people that are employed. You can have the best systems, but you don't, if you don't have the right people in those seats to carry out the systems, it's not going to work. Then vice versa. You can have the right people, but you cannot have the right systems and it's going to fall apart. So with a blend, you have to have both the right systems as well as the right people to follow those systems. And so what a really powerful strategy that I utilize and still do today and encourage my clients to do as well is write down every single... For a week, write down every single task that you do. Then at the end of the week, reflect on that task and ask yourself, who could take this off my plate? Right? So I've got... We've got a sales director. We've got an operations manager. We've got physical therapists. We've got general managers at these different locations. And so I can figure out, hey, what task that I had to complete during the week is best suited for some of these other team members? And then I record, like screen share and uh, create a recording on it or a video recording on it and then provide it with them. And then they go through it. And then we hop on a call and see what questions they have, record that as well. And then we upload this into a document training document, like a user manual, which we also make the practice more valuable when it goes to sell because somebody else can come in, buy the business, and then they be able to have this user manual. So even if that general manager that I just taught it to isn't there, it's already in this training manual. So we're also building the systems out to also make the business more valuable as well when the time comes to comes to sell. Got it. And so so those are some great tips in regards to like the task because a lot of practice owners, if they write that list out, then I know you're kind of hinting at it, which is like some of those tasks or the roles and responsibilities that they're doing might be low dollar value tasks. Like they could be not just delegated, but they would actually be saving themselves time if they were to pay some, you know, virtual assistant or something like that, or, or some other admin person, either physically at their office or maybe an admin person that's remote. I know a lot of practice owners are doing more of the remote admin or, you know, part time or full time remote admin. Is that something that you also see like a, a lot of practice owners kind of spinning the plate, a lot of plates and also doing some of those things that are like low, low value tasks? Yeah, that's the best way to free up your time is to bring on an admin. You know, like you could bring somebody as an admin and between 15 and $25 per hour, depending on where you're at, that and then being able to offload those tasks to the admin, that will then frees up an hour of your time. And if you're charging $200 per session, you know, in your cash based practice, then you could see an extra patient. So now you're making $200 because your time is freed up because you're able to see a patient that you otherwise wouldn't. Then you pay the admin the $20 or whatever it is per hour. Now you're, now you can see the difference and where you can really start get buying your time back and actually free up a lot of the, the income where it's being capped out. Got it. Maybe the next step or other things around unlocking, you know, time and, and freedom for practice owners. Any other like tips or strategies? Yeah, this is really just the, the big thing is, uh, is writing down those tasks so you know what you need to hand off and then also finding the right people to do those tasks, right? Like I mentioned, there's a lot of people on my team that I can allocate, you know, these tasks to, but there's probably a lot of people here listening. Well, hey, I don't have any staff. You know, I don't have anybody to delegate to. That's when you need to really start. Hey, I need to hire. And then it goes to finding the right people for that. So if you don't have the right staff, you need to be able to find the staff and then attract talent that will be able to take those tasks off off your plate as well. But a lot of it goes to hiring and not being afraid to. Got it. So now you have these five team members, five physical therapists at the Oakland location, you said? Or Des Moines? Yep. Oakland. Got it. 
And a lot of practice owners are having challenging time with hiring. So even with a cash-based practice, you've gotten a good amount of scale. So like, what's maybe a hiring tip or strategy that's worked for you? Maybe it's social media, like rotations with DPTs that you know you were a clinical instructor for them at one of your locations or before you move back to Des Moines. What are some things that have worked for you in regards to attracting talent and uh, hiring? Yeah, it really goes back to you don't want to just have one lead source. Just like in your practice, you don't want to have just one lead source where patients are coming from. You don't want just one lead source for where to find PTs either, right? So it's it's kind of a it's kind of a mass approach and multiple streams that we focus on. So one is we always have and a great tip, probably the best tip is always be hiring, even if you're not quite ready to hire. Listen to Indeed listing, even though we're not hiring technically right now for our Oakland location, we have a listing up. And so then when we the time comes that we are ready to hire, we already have a list of candidates that we can pull from. Instead of having to launch the listing, wait for leads to come through, we already have an Excel doc full of applicants that have applied over the last you know three to six months. Then we can reach out to them and uh, see if they're still interested. So that's that's one of the biggest things that's really helped us. Second of all is I like to speak at a lot of the other physical therapy uh, colleges and PT colleges that are around us about cash-based PT. And then that kind of exposes my practice to these newer grads or soon-to-be new grads. And that's a way that we can attract quality talent there as well. Also, another thing you can do is LinkedIn and you can search for physical therapists in your area on LinkedIn and send them a direct message. Usually when that direct message, it includes a link to that Indeed listing where they can apply and start the interview process. Another technique that you can do is search physical therapy near me. Go to the physical therapy practices in your area. Look at their bios, like the team members' bios. Like, hey, who would be a good fit for my practice potentially? And then you can go in and, and find them on Instagram or Facebook and send them a direct message. I'm saying, hey, I think you'd be a great fit for, for my practice. And we're actively hiring. Here's the uh, posting to the listing. Another thing too, is you, as you grow and scale, a great place to find new PTs is actually recommendations of your current PTs that already work for you. They already know what the job entails. They know who's going to be a good fit. And so the last two PTs that I've hired have actually come from recommendations of the current PTs that are employed for me. And they've been rockstar, rockstar PTs that we've, we've hired on with those recommendations. So. That is a luxury. Once you start scaling, it makes it, it gets easier and easier, easier and easier to, uh, find PTs. So a couple of different strategies there. Those are the most, most powerful ones for us. Yeah. Awesome. I want to double click back on what you're doing with manual prospecting on LinkedIn, which is a genius. I, I think you even go deeper than I've done, which is I, I've gone on to practice websites and then I'll look at their names and then I'll find them on LinkedIn. You said Instagram or Facebook. You could use any of those platforms, but mm-hmm. my business partner, Sturdy McKee, he mentions the same thing. He's like manual prospecting. Not a lot of practice owners do it, especially the older practice owners. They're probably not doing it at all. Or again, you could have, you know, you could have an admin team member do the same type of thing and, and manually prospect. I was able to bring on some team members during COVID during 2020. New York City was like the epicenter. It was like a lot of fear, doubt, and uncertainty. And um, there was a company, Fox Rehab, which is gigantic. They're across a lot of the country doing like traditional Medicare Part B home health. And I had heard in the area that. Fox was furloughing a bunch of their physical therapists. I went on LinkedIn, manual prospecting, got some great team members that end up being with us for years since then. And um, it really is a testament. Like those types of things are possible and it can happen. But some of this, you got to make it happen, right? You can't just like always wait for... Right now, I have LinkedIn and Indeed job postings as well, right? But like you said, multiple lead sources, not just one or two fishing rods in the lake. You got to have like multiple lead sources. So I love that. So what else with... With the show, so show notes that you sent me, 
essentially this topic, the rich dad, poor dad concept spun into physical therapy. So what do you mean by that? Because obviously a lot of practice owners that are watching or listening, they probably heard about the rich dad, poor dad book, and they, they kind of understand the concept. How can this kind of relate to, you know, your situation, your story, and kind of spun into the, the physical therapy version? Yeah. So I really like this analogy and it, yeah, it can be spun into the physical therapy realm of things. And that's, that's what the path that I took to get where I'm at today. And so you've got four different quadrants. If for those who haven't read the book, you've got four quadrants. You've got the employee where you can be an employee. And the next step is to be self-employed. Then the next, next quadrant is to own a business. And then the fourth quadrant is investor. And so most people start out as employee. Then you can go and open up your own business. But you're not technically time leveraged because you're doing everything in your business. So you don't have financial freedom or time freedom at that point. But you can move into the third quadrant of the business invest, the business where you open a business and have employees. Now you can start leveraging other people's time, your employees' time to do this. And now you can start getting some of your time freedom back. So in that third quadrant, you get a lot of your time freedom back. And then the fourth quadrant is when you start leveraging your money and getting money to work for you. So you take the money that you've been able to build within your practice. And pump that into yeah, real estate, like I mentioned earlier, docs, crypto, whatever is best fit for you and your situation. That's how you start getting financial freedom on top of the time frame that you already built in the third quadrant. So that's kind of steps that I took throughout my journey. Um, that's that I've been really happy about and it's worked well. That's awesome. And I know we're going to have you back on for another episode in the near future. What else, just to kind of wrap up this conversation around what has worked for you, cash-based practice, you talked about your team members, hiring, unlocking time freedom, and delegating a lot of those low-level tasks. What are some other things that maybe we've overlooked or skipped that can kind of help wrap this up? Yeah, really just thinking big. A lot of times I see practice owners get stuck, not because of external things, but actually internal things. They just don't realize what is actually possible. Like starts out with, I don't think anybody's going to pay you know, $200 per session in my area, right? We have over worked with over 100 clinics across the entire US Every single, uh, every single clinic that we've worked with has been able to charge 200 and be able to grow and scale. So that's the big thing is the limiting, limiting beliefs and knowing what's actually possible. And then the next limiting belief that people have to overcome is like, I don't know if I can bring on, I don't know if I can be a leader, if I can bring on, you know, a physical therapist or bring on staff. I don't know if I'm met for that. Right. So it's, it's more like self limiting beliefs that people really have to work through and be able to work with somebody or be surround themselves with other people that are further along than they are. To where that is actually normal for the people that's, it makes it normal is what it comes down to and more achievable and realistic because they see a bunch of other people around them doing that. So a lot of it comes down to limiting beliefs of what I've, what I found that holds most people back that can really unlock things and, and allow people to achieve things that they otherwise want to be able to. That's awesome. Well, then, uh, what's a good place for the audience to connect with you, whether email, LinkedIn, website, what's a good place for anyone in the audience, practice owner, if they have questions or they want to just touch base with you, what's a good place for them to follow up with you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram, Dr. Ben Boggy, And they can also email me at ben at theclinicalmarketer.com. And then they can also find our website, clinicalmarketer.com as well. And then we also have a free Facebook group for cash-based PTs that people are more welcome to join. It's got a bunch of free content in there. I believe we have over 3,000 other PT practice owners in there, which we go live in every single week, which can uh, can really provide a lot of free resources for people to really start and also grow their practice as well. So I highly encourage people to join that as well. Awesome. Well, if you guys find this valuable, interesting, helpful, go ahead and subscribe to the Dave Kittle Show on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. Ben, thanks a lot for your time. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. That was fun. Thanks for having me on. 
Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.